My name is Andrew Bustamante, and this is Everyday Espionage. most useful tools that a CIA field officer has is the ability to run a surveillance detection route. SDRs, as they're more commonly known, aren't any kind of secret knowledge. Private investigators know about SDRs. Police officers know about SDRs. Obviously, intelligence officers and and special operators know what SDRs are. And you can learn about SDRs online. Beside the fact that they're an interesting tool to identify anyone who might be following you, I find that surveillance detection routes are also a really powerful tool from which to understand the lives that we lead. In surveillance detection, the most important thing is to identify whether you are under surveillance or not. It's not always easy to tell if you're under surveillance unless you're taking very deliberate actions. Surveillance detection is based on a specific set of actions that make your surveillance team act in a predictable way. You might take a turn or you might choose a route in a certain way that drags whoever's following you through different environments so that you can see them clearer. You might drive through different neighborhoods so that you can see whether or not a certain make and model of car sticks out. Or you might walk through different environments so that you can see if someone is wearing a certain set of clothing that doesn't quite fit in. These are all actions that you can take in the field to detect whether or not you're being trailed by surveillance. And field operatives know that when you take these actions, you are actually the one in control and that the trailing surveillance team is forced to react to what you do. So it's kind of a game. It's a kind of a dance. You are the lead and they are following you. The typical mobile surveillance team is built of five cars and those five cars try to build a bubble around the person that they're targeting, someone known as the rabbit. So in the center of the bubble is the rabbit, the field officer. The car following the rabbit is known as the eye, and the eye will change from car to car throughout the entire surveillance detection route. And then of that five-car team, one car will be identified as the command car. So throughout the time that a surveillance detection route is happening, the eye will change from vehicle to vehicle, but the command car always stays the same and the rabbit always stays the same. Now, surveillance teams want to see everything that the field officer is doing, but they want to follow at a discrete distance. Hollywood makes it look like you identify surveillance just so that you can lose them in some exciting change of disguise or some exciting scene where you jump from one building to another building. But in reality, field officers want their surveillance team to see them and to continue to watch them because a satisfied surveillance team becomes a very lazy surveillance team. And a lazy surveillance team is one that's very easy to detect. So during this dance, during this this game between field officer and surveillance team, the ultimate goal is to make sure that nothing that the field officer is doing is alerting or suspicious. We call it lulling a surveillance team to sleep. We want that surveillance team to become comfortable and we want them to become lazy because a lazy surveillance team makes mistakes and then the rabbit can spot the eye. And as the eye changes from car to car, the rabbit can identify every car in the mobile team. That is how surveillance detection works. 
And the process by which we take that surveillance team through different neighborhoods, around different turns, that entire process is like a filter, a filter that the field officer uses to separate the surveillance team from all of the casual observers that exist in the world around us. Because surveillance teams, whether they're on foot or whether they're in vehicles, their goal is to look just like everybody else. You have to use the SDR like a filter to filter out the surveillance team from everyone else. You're trying to filter the team out of the noise because the surveillance team matters, but the noise does not. The process that we use to execute an SDR really isn't that different from the same process that elite businesses use to build their audience. You see, elite businesses want to filter out the people that won't buy from the people that will buy. They want to filter out the people who don't care from the people who do care. They do that because they want to find and focus on the few people that engage with whatever that business product is. It's a filtering process. Consider the baby industry. Products that are made for babies and products that are made for the mothers and fathers of babies are very good at filtering out everybody who does not have a child. Marketing and advertising is designed to target people with children. And if somebody without a child finds their way into that environment, they will quickly be filtered out because they don't matter to the people selling the product. The only people that matter are the people who either have children or are planning to have children. If you don't currently have a baby, then you don't really matter in the baby industry. Another good example is the aircraft market. The average person will never see an advertisement for an aircraft. You'll never see an advertisement for the hydraulic leg that's used to extend or retract the landing gear of an airplane because you simply don't matter. You and I and every other everyday person out there isn't of interest to anyone in the aircraft market. They tailor all of their content to those people who are in a position to invest in entire aircraft. They want a very specific market with only a few people that matter, recognizing that the vast majority of people don't matter. We don't have any impact on whether or not someone buys a Boeing or an Airbus. So Boeing and Airbus don't compete for our attention. It's a filtering process. They filter out the people that don't matter so that they can focus on the people that do matter. They choose to advertise in such a way. They choose to market in such a way. They choose to go to certain conferences specifically to run into the people that matter and to avoid the people that don't matter. Because if you put time and energy into people that can never buy an aircraft, all you're doing is wasting your resources. Even though this makes logical sense to you and me, even though we can see it in our everyday lives in markets that are targeting parents and markets that are targeting aircraft suppliers, we'll still find hundreds of social media influencers and online marketers trying to sell us on the idea of a funnel. A funnel that's supposed to capture large groups of people and funnel them in such a way that converts them into viable sales leads. And there's huge money in this idea of a funnel. The funnel theory is that you need as much exposure as possible because everybody that you run into could be a future buyer. And then through the funneling process, you force that group of people to take certain actions that bring them closer and closer to becoming a converted sale. 
if you've ever heard of something called a click funnel, if you've ever heard of something called a marketing funnel. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about taking specific actions that force future buyers to take follow-on actions. An example of this is whenever you click on a news article by something like the Washington Post or the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, they'll say that you get a certain number of free articles per month. And then after you've read two or three articles, then a pop-up ad says that you have to pay a monthly subscription to read any more ads. This is a perfect example of a funnel. It's forcing the person who's trying to read into taking a certain action. But if you're anything like me, you just close the ad and you close the article, you don't read it or you go to a competitor's news source to read it there instead. You see, the truth is that marketing funnels don't work. The funnel process itself is full of flaws because you can always bypass the funnel. You can find a competitor. You can go somewhere else for what you're trying to buy or what you're trying to achieve. The funnel itself is faulty. But the reason that online marketers continue to push the funnel is because ambitious, hopeful future influencers believe so much in the idea of a funnel that they buy high-end products that sell them on the idea of using a funnel. It's a classic bait and switch. You're selling people on a product that promises to work, but doesn't work. And when the person buys the product and goes to use the product themselves, when the product doesn't work, they blame themselves instead of blaming the product. This is what drives me crazy about our world. When people don't think critically about what they're buying, they can be sold on anything. And the funnel, this idea of a marketing funnel is the perfect example of how people are spending huge amounts of money to learn a skill that doesn't actually work. And the thing that really frustrates me is that digital marketers know that the product they're selling is a lie. They know that it doesn't work. And they will actually have meetings together where they talk about how to continue selling funnels while they use a strategy different than what they're teaching. Because the strategy that marketers actually use is the same strategy that intelligence officers use in SDRs. We use a filter because a filter separates the people that matter from the people that don't matter. A filter separates the people that will buy from the people that won't buy. People hate being funneled. We hate being funneled in traffic. We hate being funneled by commercials. We hate being forced to do anything. So the trick behind a successful marketing funnel is to make it so that people never feel like they're being funneled. That process in and of itself is a filtering process. You're filtering out all the people who recognize a funnel for what it is, and you're focusing your resources on the few people who are willing to believe that a funnel is real. The value in a marketing funnel only comes to the person who's teaching and selling the idea of the funnel. That's the person that gets your money and your time, even when the funnel never works. That's the person who profits off of your failure. And they know it. They know it. And when they go to their own conferences, they learn a filtering technique. But when they hold conferences where you buy a ticket, that's where they teach you how to funnel. I don't want to teach you how to funnel. I want to teach you how to filter because I have seen how filters work in the field and in my own business, I see every day how filters work. 
because filters purify your audience. They make sure that the audience who's listening, who has access to you, is the same audience that cares about what you have to say. The filter is the process that concentrates your product to make sure that what you're delivering is the highest quality product possible for the right audience. A filter gets you closer to your goal. Just like a filter is how you confirm whether or not you're under surveillance, the filter is the process that you use to know whether or not you're meeting the expectations of your audience. Instead of fighting funnels, what I am here to do is simply teach the benefits of filters and warn you that funnels don't work. If you are an aspiring business owner, if you are hoping to launch your own online brand, or maybe you just want to learn about how marketing works, don't buy into the idea of a funnel. Recognize that the value comes from a filter because filters find true fans. Funnels just find people. There's something out there called the 80-20 rule. And the 80-20 rule is a universal truth that basically says that 80% of the revenue that you generate will come from 20% of your audience. The same 80-20 rule applies in problem management in big business, where 80% of problems come from the same 20% of causes. And the 80-20 rule has made itself true in finance, it's made itself true in medicine, it's made itself true in special operations. The idea behind a filter is not that you need to find people, it's the idea that you need to find your own true fans. 10,000 true fans. That might seem like a lot of people, but it's not. When you think about mass marketing, mass marketing is hitting tens of millions of people at any given time. That's the idea behind a funnel. You hit tens of millions of people and then you try to force them to take a certain action. With a filtering process, you put yourself out there, you expose your product and you expose your content to the same tens of millions of people, but you don't force them to take any action. You're trying to find your true follower in surveillance detection. You're trying to find your true fan when you apply a filter to your business. If you can find 10,000 true fans, and if you can do $200 worth of business with each of those true fans in a year, you suddenly have a $2 million a year business. That's powerful. Instead of spending money and time and resources on people who don't care and don't matter, you spend your time and money and resources on people who do care and people who do matter to your business. The second benefit of filters is that filters build influence while funnels are coercive. Funnels force people to take action and nobody likes to take action. But filters build influence because they are an invitation for someone to take action. They show that your product and your business is trying to invest in other people. It's an engaging effort instead of a degrading effort. And because a filter actually engages your true fans, you are showing your customer that they matter. And that engagement is what keeps true fans coming back. It's what keeps true fans true. The last benefit of a filter is that filters take people on a journey but funnels put people in a cycle. Nobody likes being put in a cycle. We feel like we're in a dishwashing cycle or a laundry cycle where we're just getting tossed around over and over again until finally we're done. But filters actually take you on a journey 
because there's a starting point with a filter. There's a growth and an evolution over time, and there's a change, there's a life cycle. Filters come to an end. Just like a water filter purifies drinking water by taking everything that doesn't belong out, the same is true in a business filter. You filter out all the people who are not interested, all the people who don't have a need for your product, you filter them out so that all that's left is your true fans. And your true fans are real people who have a real need for the product that you're trying to deliver. Filters work. Funnels don't work. Filters build true fans. Funnels just piss people off. You will continue to see people sell funnels because funnels are profitable. Because there is always someone out there willing to be sold on the idea that they can force people to do something they want them to do. Social media marketing, digital marketing, direct sales are all examples of where people are selling the idea of a funnel. Don't buy into it. Ignore it. If you're trying to start your own business, build your business with a filter instead of a funnel. Seek out your true fans. Dedicate yourself to the best possible product and having that product meet the needs of exactly whose needs you want to fill. Your filter will take them on a journey and that is a journey they want to go on with you. And that is Everyday Espionage. Everyday Espionage is dedicated to one thing, educating everyday people. I know that not everybody will listen, but those who listen will learn. If you learned something new today, click subscribe, review, and share the podcast with a friend. I have so much more to share with you. Find me on social media, at Everyday Spy, or on my website, www.everydayspy.com. And if you are up for a special challenge, check out Operation Realtime and let me take you on an authentic spy training mission. Above all else, remember that knowledge is freedom.